welcome to The Way The Cookie Crumbles, a space where we can discuss binge eating, disordered eating patterns, body image, self-confidence, and the less than flashy side of the health, fitness, and diet industries. I'm Emma Cook, and I'm here to share experiences and actionable insights into how you can finally leave binge eating behind. So today's episode is going to have a little bit less of a plan than usual, but I'm going to talk about things that I have done and I've heard of other people doing when binge eating. And at the time, I thought I absolutely must be alone in this. Surely there isn't other people up around in this town, world, city, universe. There can't be other people that are experiencing these kinds of thoughts, feelings, and then following through on actions that just really don't align with who I felt I was at the time. For the most part, as you guys will probably all know, I have always been into some kind of health and fitness, um, but that probably stemmed from when I was a lot younger and at some point decided that I did not like the way my body looked. So I think you guys will probably relate fairly closely to having some kind of problem, some kind of negative emotion towards the way your body looked and then started to try and change that. Because the internet has so much information and so much rubbish, it's so easy to quickly find various different thoughts, ideas, behaviours that are in theory going to help you lose weight. If you Google it, I'm sure the first thing that will come up will be something along the lines of you need to have a calorie deficit in order to lose weight, which is very straightforward. And for some people, they can pick up calorie counting, track what they eat for a little while, not let it bother them too much and lose the weight. Because scientifically, if we eat less calories than we burn, then we will lose weight. Cool. But what about those of us who that does not apply to? What about those of us who started tracking calories and it became something of an obsession? It became something that we couldn't leave behind. We couldn't go out to dinner without stressing about what was on the menu. We would much rather eat at a restaurant that had the calories already there so we could see them. We would add a cherry tomato if we picked up a cherry tomato out the fridge or we would start to think really carefully about any kind of liquids we drank. Did they contain calories? Did they contain sugar? And we would do whatever we could to keep in line with whatever particular tracking app was telling us. So if we were allocating ourselves the 1500 calories or 1400 calories or 1200 calories I think my fitness pal once recommended me to do to reach the weight loss goals that I had given it obviously because you put it in and you go I want to do this as quickly as possible so you go in with these crazy restrictive regimes and of course maybe in the initial term it works maybe you do lose the weight but then after some period of time you don't feel good about what's going on anymore and you may break in a way. You may snap. Something might happen that means you are now eating outside of that really strict regime in which everything was tracked. Every grape, every piece of lettuce was weighed to the gram. And then all of a sudden you're eating outside of this extremely strict regime. What happens? For the most part, lots of people will start to experience other disordered eating patterns. This can look like binge eating. Some people might turn to uh, behaviors where we purge like bulimia or where we overexercise to try and compensate for the calories that have been consumed. All of these are not cool and not fun ways to live life. It's not a nice way to exist where we start to feel extremely guilty and extremely unhappy about the behaviors that we are exhibiting 
every day because you've probably been receiving tons of praise, tons of um, compliments on your body because you've changed the way you look and, oh, you must be feeling really great because you've lost all this weight. And we associate that praise and that uh, feeling inside of, of ourselves with the weight loss and with the strict regimes and the um, the really, really mental toughness that it took you to get to that situation. We associate all of that hardship with the compliments that we get from losing weight. That's because in our society nowadays, it seems to be that weight loss is one of the most exciting things a person can do. And thankfully, because of anti-diet culture and people starting to speak out in mainstream media and on small social media platforms, we are finally starting to see a shift. We're finally starting to understand that it might not be optimal for everybody to focus on those strict numbers of calories, macros, weighing yourself weekly, daily, twice daily sometimes, we are starting to notice that these things are not adding to people's lives. So hopefully that's why you're here, because you are realizing more and more each day that these things are not adding to your life and instead are taking away quite drastically. Because if you are in a binge and restrict cycle, binge and restrict cycle, you will know how horrific it feels after binge eating. So Onto what we are chatting about today, random things that I experienced whilst binge eating that I reckon you might have and thought that you were the only one. If you do relate to any of these, please drop me a message, tell me exactly how it went for you and if it sounds like something similar. If you think I've missed something or you've had a particular experience, also drop me a message on my Instagram uh, and explain to me exactly what your experience was and we can chat about whether maybe others have experienced that too. Number one, absolutely no fear here, eating out of the bin. Now, anyone who has never been a binge eater or never really struggled with food will find this one fairly disgusting, as I'm sure you guys will too, you know. We know it's not a nice thing to do, to get food out of a bin, but there's something in the binge eating part of my brain that went, actually, the bin is totally acceptable, that's a completely fine place to get food out of if there is nothing else there. It's just a plastic bag for the most part, how bad can it be? Thinking about that now, obviously, eating food out of the bin is not nice. <laughs> that is not something we need to do. But at the same time, in that moment when you want to find something to eat and you know there might be leftovers in there, there might be half a sandwich or, uh, I don't know, the end of someone's, the last bits of cake, you know, it could all be in that bin and I want to eat it, so I'm going to get it out of there. And that one's shocked a couple of people before. Let me know if that's something you have done as well. Number two, purchased like a lot of food in order to spread that out over the week. Maybe you're going to have it. You're saying to yourself, you know, if I have enough of this in the house, then I won't want to binge on it because I'll save it for later on in the week. And secretly at the same time, simultaneously knowing that you are about to consume everything you eat. It's a really hard uh experience to explain because 
all of this is going on inside your head. And at the same time, you have these two simultaneous thought patterns, one of which is saying, we're buying this because it's going to be great to have a few different bits in the house. It'll be nice to share them with friends later on in the week. And the other one is knowing exactly what about you just know exactly what's about to happen. You know you're going to go home, you know you're going to sit down, and you're going to eat the first one, saying, oh yeah, cool, well, I'll just have a couple of pieces of that chocolate, and then you know that you're going to eat the whole thing. You already know it. It's, it's, it's not even questioned. Yet still, we have these two simultaneous kind of thought tracks going on in our own mind. Number three is eating meals at really random times just because you didn't eat them earlier. Now, the best one for this is kind of having a binge on an evening, waking up the next day, you don't feel hungry because you still feel full and you're like, mm, you know, I don't really want to eat anything else. I'll just have a bit of coffee and maybe head out for my day. And then towards lunchtime, maybe you get hungry, but you think, you know, I ate so much last night, it would actually be better if I don't eat. Uh, this eat like eat for now I'll probably wait till I get home from work or I'll wait till I've put the kids to bed later or I'll wait until after I'm going to this workout with my friends and then I'll have like a post-workout meal or something like that because you don't want to feel full before that workout so you're going to put off food until the end of the day and then you get to the end of the day and you have your dinner. You have pretty regular food, um, you know, something lovely with a bit of protein in there, a bit of carbs, loads of veggies, some fat to keep it all nice and balanced, looking lovely. But that doesn't satisfy you. And you're kind of like, what's going on? I've had a very reasonable dinner. I'm feeling healthy. I'm feeling like everything's pretty good, but I'm still hungry. So you start to look around for stuff and then you justify. Then you want to have a sandwich or some toast afterwards which you know you know me here we don't have any kind of food morality there is no good or bad food no good or bad time to eat food but this is just straight after you've eaten your dinner and you want more and you don't understand why you haven't satisfied that hunger but you can justify it in your head the justification comes because you didn't eat any lunch so I'm gonna have this peanut butter on toast now because I didn't eat any lunch earlier so I better eat something now and next thing you know you're in the cupboard you're about to get some porridge or some cereal or some you know like literally things that you would maybe associate with breakfast and you justify it because you didn't eat breakfast next thing you know you're eating having a binge you know that's what would happen for me I would eat the three meals that I should have eaten during the day and then go on to just continue with whatever food I could find but you've basically eaten all the food that you could have eaten in the day again on the night further feeding into this cycle of eating a lot and then in the next day trying to restrict that and stop it from uh, in theory help making you gain weight um just so you know as a side note to this uh restricting like that will not help you lose weight what we want to do when we are worried about binge eating is focus on fixing binge eating you don't have to live with it forever and it is possible to break out of that cycle so it's not something you're stuck with and that's just worth keeping in mind when we're thinking about um binge eating and weight loss they're not two things i want to associate directly as in if you stop binge eating you will lose weight that's not what we want to say here. There's there's nothing in which there's not really a way in that in which that's helpful. It's better to think about it. Let me fix the way I think about food, my relationship with food, nutrition, my body image, and then from there you can start to see how that impacts your body shape. Sorry for that little digress digression. <laughs> 
Um, number four, I am going to say eating out of small plates and bowls in order to try and reduce the size of the portion you're giving yourself. Right? You've done that. But now you're going to refill that bowl multiple times. It doesn't matter what's going in there. For me, usually cereal, porridge. Maybe it's just oats with water or milk. I didn't usually bother cooking that, actually. That's probably a point in itself. What's the weirdest thing that you've ever kind of eaten during a binge, which has just been like probably actually not that enjoyable? For me, I used to love getting oats, putting milk on there, kind of as if you would do overnight oats, but it doesn't turn into overnight oats. You don't give it the time. You literally just straight eat it. And, you know, I sort of do enjoy that in the moment. It's not as disgusting as it sounds. But when you think about it, you know, putting the time into making overnight oats, having a lovely porridge in the morning, that's a really enjoyable thing to do with food. Whereas just ramming as much oats, syrup, milk in one place and then eating it all is obviously not so enjoyable. And that does result in feeling fairly queasy after a good few portions. But yeah, back to the point of number four, literally, I would have small bowls of things, small plates of things. Oh, I'll just have one slice of this. And having that kind of uh, restriction, scarcity mindset around food, then leading on to really feeling like you can just, you not that you can just, but that you want to just continue on having an extra and an extra and an extra and an extra, extra piece or portion of whatever you've done. Obviously resulting in way, way more than if you'd just taken like a fairly decent sized portion to start with. And point number five, which is going to be the last one for today, because I think this is definitely going to be a multi-part series. There's so many other little bits and pieces that I'm sure you guys will have experienced, and I'd love to talk more to you about the things that you might feel alone in, but I would not be surprised if hundreds of thousands of other people have also experienced that same thing as you. So number five from me today is always trying to choose food that other people won't notice has gone missing. So I wouldn't open a new packet of anything because it's kind of obvious that you have then taken that packet or you know you, you've started eating out of it so I'd always try to eat from things that maybe were already open and it would be less obvious and if I was to eat from something in which it was obviously I'd eaten it I would go out buy a new packet and eat that food until it looked like the old one. Are you following with me? If you've done that, you will know what I'm talking about. Um, let's say, for example, it is a, ooh, what should we say, like a pack of cookies, like Maryland cookies. I am obviously a fan of cookies on this channel. I love them. Maryland cookies, a childhood favorite of mine, for sure. So let's imagine we've got a pack of Maryland cookies and say two-thirds, uh, yeah, let's say two-thirds or, or whatever, it's already gone. And I'm looking at those cookies like, hmm, yeah, maybe I could have one. So I have one, but obviously one's not really enough. So have two, like, oh, have three. Next thing you know, it's all gone. Now, I could replace that pack of cookies for whoever's they were, and they would be, oh, wonderful, I've got a full pack of cookies, no problemos. But instead of just doing that and gifting them the extra cookies, I would open it up, eat it down until I could pretty much bang on guess how many were left in the original packet so it looked the same and then no one would question me about the food and where it had gone. 
Now, given that my family and friends have been so supportive to me over the past uh, 10 years, nearly nearly well, quite a couple more than that now thinking about it, but given that they have been so supportive to me, um, and there are more people as well um, who I could definitely thank for, for days and days in terms of being understanding and helpful in the way I was dealing with binge eating, um, this is really unnecessary for me. <laughs> it wasn't necessary for me to do that. These people would have understood and would have been um, generous and helpful in trying to help me get to a better spot. Um, so obviously that might not be the same for everybody, but for those of us who have people close to us, I'm sure most of them will not mind you buying an extra load of cookies for them that would be totally okay um so yeah i think it's quite interesting to think about how much the binge eating mentality is really secretive and you do not want anyone to know regardless of how much they are there to help you or want to help you move on so that's my five for today but i definitely feel like there must be more from you guys so do drop me a message if you have any thoughts or um other ideas on what these could be um if you've enjoyed this episode, please do pop a review on Apple Podcasts if that's where you're listening or maybe subscribe to the podcast on Spotify or wherever you're listening from because it really does mean the world to me that we are talking more about binge eating and thinking about how we can move the world on from diet culture and help people to understand what is going on when people do start to binge eat. I'll be releasing new episodes at least once per week, but in the meantime, come and say hello on Instagram at Emma Cookie. Or you can ping a message over to me direct on my website, emmacookie, E-M-M-A-C-O-O-K-I.com, and I will get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you in the next one.